Welcome to another episode of Weekend on Fleek. I am one of the hosts, Richard, and I'm joined by the other host. And it's a good thing I'm joined by another host because if it was just me, I'd be sad. <laughs> you could still do it because you have that epic radio voice that's oh, so whatever. So awesome. Well, <clears throat> so and I was I haven't, yes, here's yeah, yeah, Katrina or Scoggins, Katrina Scoggins. Because you wish that we we're on the Bond films again, because this is a spy trope. Yeah, you could first not, name then last name it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not Mission Impossible either, which I also wish no. it was. It's no, <laughs> so we are going to talk about, to my mind, one of the most interesting um, franchises that, that Hollywood keeps trying to, to bring up and bring alive. You say um, interesting? Yes, interesting. <laughs> you say it's very interesting. interesting. And we're going to get into why I think it's interesting. But um, we're going to be talking about the Jack Ryan movies. Mm. So if you don't know who Jack Ryan is, he's a character that originates from uh, Tom Clancy novels. He's kind of sort of, uh, he's not really a spy. He's a CIA analyst who invariably just finds himself in, in, tr in trouble a lot. And uh, or so, right place, right time, and all of a sudden right. he becomes a field operative. But he is—he has been played over the years by a revolving door of leading men. Um, only one of them has done more than one film as the character, and that is Harrison Ford. So we're going to go over four movies from each uh, from a different actor. We're going to start with uh, the Hunt for the Red October with Alec Baldwin playing Jack Ryan. Following him, we're going to do Clear and Present Danger with Hold Harrison on, Ford. rewind. Alec Baldwin and the reason why you watched The Hunt for Red October, and that is Sean Connery. <laughs> okay. Look, I wanted to keep, keep that in the back pocket <laughs> when I talked about how great the movie was later. Um, <laughs> so Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford. Then we have The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck. And then we have Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit with Chris Pine. So those are our four films. Um, just out of curiosity, Katrina, have you ever read any of the uh, Jack Ryan books? I have not. Okay, just curious. I have read some of them. And we'll maybe we'll talk about those as we go along. But awesome. um, so we have four movies um, spanning from like the early 90s all the way to like the teens of uh, the yeah. 2000s. 90, 90 so, was Red October and 2014 was Shadow Recruit. There you go. So a pretty big span of time here. A lot of uh, different actors and scenes, but all the same guy, Jack Ryan. So weekend on fleek. Let's week it. What's your week? Um, my week is Shadow Recruit. Mm -hmm. My week is the sum of all fears. Oh, interesting. It okay. is interesting. Hmm. And I go, hmm, for you too. Um, so. <laughs> what that, what's that supposed to mean? Okay. So, <laughs> so tell me about why uh, Shadow Recruit falls on the bottom for you. By the way, I totally understand it falling on the bottom. Okay. Um, I just, I, I, it could have been any, 
any spy-ish action film in my mind. It was absolutely cliche, recycled, generic. Um, And like they didn't use people as well as they could have. Um, And I realized you got source material and, you know, I'm a purist in a sense. Like I want, I want, give me the story that's in the book because there's a reason why this one is based on the adapted well well there are characters like this the jack ryan trope like there's always there's always a kathy uh they're like there's certain people that are that always come back jack ryan is always virtuous he's always somebody who engenders trust like and there's always some person in authority who likes him because this person kind of stays outside of nonsense he's a, like a right a, a good person a genuinely right. good person and that's very rare a little bit naive yes <clears throat> um and Hard on his sleeve and I, a boy sure and um actually that i did not see so much in chris pine no i saw boring i yeah yes i saw boring too and like where's the where's the jack ryan character because jack yeah. ryan the character is amazing and like yes give me some more of jack ryan as the virtuous unquote unquote boy scout if you want to um use that quote from um from queer and present danger he gets called boy scout quite a bit um but anyway you have kira knightley in this one which i have no beef with kira knightley but i just think like why was she in this film and you want to do something interesting with her like let's make her a soldier let's make her a soldier um do you know why her a secret agent do you know why i think she did this film why and it's one of the reasons why this one isn't on the bottom of the list chris pine is there no (laughs) well that might have been a motivating factor for her who knows um no i think she did this film because of the scene that she has with her and kenneth branagh Mm. oh because that is one of the few scenes in this movie that actually has some crackle and some pizzazz to it. Some crackle. Oh, I love that word. Well done on the crackle word. Thank um, you. I'll agree with you. But I'm going to I'm going to give this movie two dings and one of them actually is Brannick. Okay, so I love Brannick like a lot. Mm-hmm. I felt like he daggum broke the screen like he came on screen and it was like oh my gosh it was almost like he broke the fourth wall and reminded you that you were watching a film and like he he is really cool i I don't even know how to say it but just he came on he was better than the film And, and like and i'm not even speaking to his acting in the film or his russian accent nothing that he did necessarily but just his presence when he came on, I wrote literally wrote down. Brennan breaks the screen. He right. he like he needs to be in something that is big, like Shakespeare. Right. He needs to do something that's like grand, grandiose. He needs to do that yep. because it's like the only thing that can like fit his creative um, and acting capability. And so yeah. I just I just wrote that down. It breaks the screen, and so. To me, it took me out of the film besides being bored by Chris Pine playing Jack Ryan. Sorry, um, but that that took me out. Also, what took me out was Kevin Costner, which another vet, like another veteran actor. 
Um, but I didn't particularly care for him that much. I just found him to be extremely creepy. And um, especially when he's like, like whispering in Chris Pine's ear at the end of the movie, like they're going to start making out here in just a second. You know, I have to say (laughs) that I actually liked Kevin Costner in this because he was creepy and because he just acts like he is having fun the whole time. Uh, like his character is just like constantly slightly amused. I mean, that is fair. Going on. I agree he's with like, you, but he's, like, he's like shooting people. That's yeah. why like, I like you. Like almost like licking his face. I mean, like it's, it's pretty intense. It's really and intense. When he, when he, when he first meets him, he's like, <laughs> and he, and he's like, I'm in the CIA. And he like smiles at him. And I'm like, dude you're, you're a psycho and i'm here for it like i'm i am here for it i i can i can get behind that so it should have been you know, called kevin costner psycho he usually plays kind of straight laced <laughs> subdued people and in this one he's he's like doing some psychotic you know he's standing yeah, guys. there watching chris pine run in the room <laughs> and, he's, and he's like dang jack ryan you look good running let me shoot this guy behind you i'll whisper in your ear later maybe i like this movie more for the wrong reasons i don't know <laughs> I know. I feel like this is giving me some insight into you that I didn't know about before. Um, no, I think it's. <laughs> I, I thought that his character was was funny, and but why I, should it be funny? I this think that Ryan. it was. I think that it was meant to. I maybe I'm wrong. I think that when he played this character, he was playing somebody who was just like, man, I'm I'm in this for the thrills. I'm having fun. I'm getting close to retirement. I'm just going to start playing around and saying what I want to say and doing what I want to do. And, and so well, for, for me, my tongue in Chris Pine's ear. yeah. And so for me, like I just, he, he made me kind of <laughs> chuckle. Um, he was one of the more interesting things going on. Um, Kenneth Branagh. I see your point. He has such an outsized presence in the film. Um, mm-hmm. The, the only scenes that really worked for me with Chris Pine were when that guy tries to kill him in his hotel yeah, room. Yeah. That worked. That, that scene um, is crazy. And then the scenes, the scene when it's just him and Branagh in Branagh's office and the two of them are talking with, they're having a conversation that is completely different from the conversation they're having. If that makes sense. Yeah. That was good. That's fair. And then the scene with him and Kira Knightley was good. And then everything else, like you said, recycled hogwash. Generic. Um, you know, and it's and say what you will about Tom Clancy, but Tom Clancy's ideas about things that bad guys could do were always interesting. He was was clever in how he plotted what the baddies would be up to. And this so, was not, this was like, oh, let's it's put a bunch money, of money in the stock market. Yeah, 
Well, three out of the four of these films have to do with Russian people. I mean, is that true oh, yeah. to, the, to the books? Um, well? Yeah, well, you got to think. He started writing these in the 80s. And the so 80s. for him, the Cold War was still kind of going on. And sure. then when the Soviet Union broke up, it made Russians for, there was like a period there where like Russia was essentially a country of gangsters. And that was fun to play with. So I do, China plays in his books a lot too. So, you know. He goes after the the typical baddies of of uh, most novelists who write about mm. spy thrillery stuff. Okay, so if I made you like this movie more by talking about Psycho, no, but <laughs> Psycho I mean like Kevin Costner, and, and I said like I don't I don't necessarily love Kenneth Branagh in this film or Kevin Costner, but they're the things that make it interesting. They are. <laughs> I mean, like I just okay, like their their devices. Uh, or interests like choices i don't know don't fit with no what, they don't what that movie, movie is and the, what that movie is is generic yeah uh, and like the film. the the clue hunting and the figuring out where the bomb is and all that stuff felt so forced and fake and dull mm-hmm. um and even when they find the bomb and he's like trying to stop it and everything news truly i just i was like eh. yeah next so i anyway, remember seeing it being like that's good like, it's all right it's good but when you compare it to the other films you know, yeah exactly new way except for the sum of all fears which i think is worse okay tell me why okay so this movie i should like this movie because it has morgan freeman in it that oh alone gosh. should make me like this right. movie he is one of the best of the best so and he he does fine. I have no I have no beef with him. I have a beef with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. I think Ben Affleck was a less convincing Jack Ryan than even Chris Pine was. Because what Ben Affleck brings to the table for me in this movie is a lot of smarm. Mm. A lot of smarmy. Eh, I'm I'm the smartest guy in this room. <laughs> I know what's going on. Well, he is an None analyst. Of the rest of you do. We'll put, push his little glasses up closer to his eyeballs. He's an analyst, Richard. Uh, but I, <laughs> I did not like him. I did not like him, and I didn't buy him either. I don't think it, that was completely his fault. But anyway, I, be that as it may. Um, and I read the book that this is based on. This book in the preface. Tom Clancy said, I have changed certain chemical formulas in this book so that no one can use this book to make a dirty bomb. Oh my gosh. This book had, I would guess, 800 pages and about 600 of them were dedicated to the process of creating a dirty bomb. Yeah. It was dull as you can imagine. Oh my gosh. It was, oh, it was <laughs> awful. Um, How you do that? But then the the 200 pages where like the actual plot happened, they were pretty good. They're all right. Um, (laughs) But I felt like the movie was disjointed. I felt like Jack Ryan didn't really belong and his contributions felt almost shoehorned in. Um, And that what was really going on was the president and the Russian president and what was going on between them 
and the plot and and um clark the cia assassin investigator dude like they all felt leave schreiber right yes leave schreiber who was great we love shocker we love um, we, we always talk about him whenever yeah, he could, he could show up in a movie and just be like, hi. And we'd be like, Oh, Lee Shriver yes, was Lee in this Shriver movie. He, he waved so great. I loved his wave. Um, no, he, but for me, Ben Affleck did not work and his relationship with his Kathy did not work for me either. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't care about her and yeah, I didn't care weird. about the two of them together. Um, and for me, his, these movies hang on the the psychology and the believability and the presence of the Jack Ryan of the film. Yeah, fair enough. You can have a great Kevin Costner in there, a great Kenneth Branagh, a great um, whoever, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones. But, yeah, or James Earl Jones. But if you don't have a good Jack Ryan, you can forget it. And for me... Ben good, Affleck yeah. did not deliver the goods. And I don't dislike Ben Affleck, but he didn't deliver for me. I don't, I don't love them. I'll go ahead and say it. I agree with you on all those points for sure. But, but I loved Morgan Freeman so much. Yeah, he did a good job, although he I mean you know, his, liked, the way the way that he died felt very anticlimactic to me. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but um it wasn't the first time in these films that um, somebody, the close, the person that like the mentor guy dies, right. Jack Ryan. So that didn't surprise me. Um, I also loved that little dance. You talked about the Russian president, mm-hmm. with the American president and Jack Ryan. I loved that dance that happened where it's like, you know, you can't appear weak. Um, right. it, it was like all about appearances and guys having a heart attack and that throws off the dynamic of the Americans. Um, yeah and like just yeah. all of it like we can't the fallibility of of the people involved right and i i loved seeing the the leaders through that lens yeah that was interesting they were they were real that 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 part was very interesting to me yes and like that was the most interesting thing in the film to me besides morgan freeman and Lee i would Shepard. agree <clears throat> and that's why it wasn't at the bottom but i agree with you it's about Jack Ryan, so that Jack Ryan better be good. Agreed. All right. Fleeks. Okay. So I you to say yours your first. <laughs> no, Maybe because I'm still deciding. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I think it's totally fair for you to still be deciding because okay. for me, um, my two on the bottom were very close, honestly. Yes. They're both kind of meh. And then my two tops are both very tops for me. Yes. I think they're both really good. Yes. But I'm going to go with Hunt for the Red October. And and while I'm going to go for that, for one of the reasons that you think, I'm also <laughs> going to go for it for reasons that maybe you don't think. So um, well, can I, we'll can I just, it. well, I mean, I've struggled. I mean, like, and I've been sitting here mulling this right. over <clears throat> because my first, my knee-jerk reaction was clear and present danger. Is right. my own and then today I'm sitting here going, oh, but, and, but, and, but, uh, mm, uh, mm. Mm-hmm. and then I'm like dangerously close to picking Red October. Can I tell you why I think you like Red October? Yeah. <laughs> um, besides the fact that it's got Sean Connery in it. 
besides that. Yes. Because, I mean, Sean Connery, his presence just alone is remarkable. It's yes. crazy. And not just him. Like, Tim Curry is in that bloody film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim Curry is there. And Stellan Skarsgård and Sam Neill and Fred Thompson. Like, interesting people. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is on that one, too, as well as in Clear and Present Danger. He's, he's, the, um, he's the factor. He's the reason why those are the dumb two films, really. Right, right. Um, but what I think you like about it is the psychology is interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Because, well, that's interesting to you, but, um, and it was interesting anyway, but like, there's a tremendously awesome, like feeling of suspense that's built all the time based on, on this, the linchpin is, is, um, uh, the fact that this guy is trying to defect from Russia and um and, and so like it basically he's basing this whole like charade his grand plan on somebody figuring this out yes and so this analyst comes along and it's like wait a minute that's what's happening here and you're like what are you kidding me and that's exactly what this is exactly what's happening okay anyway you can talk now <laughs> No, oh, I, I think you make great points in my favor. So thank you. Um, <laughs> I also love that Sean Connery in playing this. I mean, he's Sean Connery. So he's bringing his A game. He looks fantastic. This is the best toupee they've ever given Sean. Like, it, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so he looks fantastic. He's got great presence. But I love his character because his character is in many ways a very gray character. He is not a nice guy. Yeah. He's manipulative. He kills somebody in cold blood in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, He messes with his men. He like psychologically Mm -hmm. torments them to get them to perform the way that he wants them to. Um, Like, and he's like, Cortez burned his ships upon reaching their America. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so that's why you told them that we're defecting so that we have no way out of this. Like, we can't change our minds. And like, it's clever, but it's like, oh, that's that's brutal. That's harsh. That's that's nasty. So I like that those layers of his character. I also, um, I, I really, the thing to me, that makes a good Jack Ryan. And the reason why Alec Baldwin works in this is that Jack Ryan on paper is a virtuous, kind, good, wholesome, you know, Captain America sort of character. Yeah. And so to a lot of people that signals boring. So what makes Jack Ryan interesting to me is when something psychologically is at play that is driving him. And in Alec Baldwin's case, I feel like what was driving him was a need to be right. Mm. And so all these crazy things that he does, he does them because they're the right thing and he wants to do them. But there's also this part of him that wants to be right and that wants people to know that he got it right. And so that's what I think drives him. Harrison Ford in Clear and Present Present Danger is driven by an undercurrent of rage. Like that's what makes him interesting is that underneath this like nice guy, there's a simmering pot of boiling 
rage. I feel that, that so much. That he that. will let it out. <laughs> um, and that's why his Jack Ryan is great. So they're both really good Jack Ryans, but they're mm. both very different. Um, I really like Alec Baldwin here. I think he does a great job. It's probably um, the best Alec Baldwin besides Beetlejuice. I, <laughs> I, I think it's, there's, there's maybe one other movie of his that I can think of that I like his performance in as much as I like this. But yeah, this is tops for me. Um, and I'll tell you the other thing. Okay. There's a scene in this movie where um, the, the, the Red October passes over you as you're watching it. And the, the scope and the sound and, and the, everything makes it look huge, makes yeah. it look massive. And genuinely, and you may laugh at this, but every time I watch that, I get anxiety. Like it creeps me out. Wow. Because there's this notion of there's this thing under the water that we cannot see that could literally destroy a massive chunk of a, of a country, could just wipe it out and there'd be nothing we could do to stop it. And that, that is palpable in that moment. And it, it gives me the creeps. And I've watched, I don't know how many other submarine movies, I never get the creeps with those. Like <laughs> it's a submarine. It's a nuclear sub. Who cares? James okay. Bond is in them all the time. Who cares? Yeah, right. Um, but this one creeps me out. And there's something about John McTiernan's direction, the 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 mix of the sounds and everything that just oh, it just it gets Did, me. Didn't this um, one win an Oscar for sound? I, think I it might have. I would not be surprised if it did because it's really well done. Um, the sets feel authentic. It feels like a real. It feels like it's something that could have actually happened. Um, yes, it does. Which is true for clear and present danger for me too. Whereas the other two felt less reality. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Constrained. I agree. And that's ultimately um, why, or another reason why they were on the top. Another why that these two. I really liked together. the setting. The setting for Red October was my favorite of the four. I love mm. the submarine. I love the submarine yeah. and I love what they do with it, like the subtle nuances, like how the tension builds, like where they're almost going to run into something and like they swerve mm -hmm. and like that is foreshadowing what happens later. Like they do that over and over again. Right. It's really interesting. And then when they're up top, they take the submarine or yeah, they take the submarines up top and they're up there. I mean, like all of it, the setting was remarkable and, and the tension building was remarkable. It was so good. Yeah. And that's why I kept going like, oh, shoot. Well, maybe I should say this one. I'm going to say I'm going to say clear and present danger. I don't falter just for the sake of, of talking about it. <clears throat> and I mean, you're talking about Alec Baldwin and like, yeah, that's that's great. But I really relate to the Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford. Like what an American. He's an American treasure. <laughs> he's an American treasure. <laughs> Um, he's so this, this showcases his character acting in a way that most uh, what he does here is really good yes. as he becomes Jack Ryan. Absolutely. And he is everything that you want Jack Ryan to be or you expect him to be. He fits the trope 1000 percent. He is the trope. He is Jack Ryan. He's winning. He's subtle. He's real. I love that moment when everything is unraveling. And he has figured out what has been happening and how the people he's been working with have been double crossing everyone. And he goes to his wife 
And he sits there mm-hmm. in that room with his wife, that moment, like the things yeah. he does with his face and how he is like the tension, in the room between he and his wife with yep. like very subtle things, eyes and uh, touch. It just is, it's so affecting. And you get this real, again, real sense of who he is. And, and she is a great acting partner for him. Oh, I agree. I agree She's up for it. You know, she matches him. I agree. She was a good foil. I totally agree with that. And um, boy, also James Earl Jones, you pretty mm. much can't touch. And then you have Willem Dafoe. Yes. Who another one, like he comes on and it is absolutely magical. You cannot take your, you can't take your eyes off Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Like the, the smallest facial movement is just breathtaking and and him and harrison ford together what an unusual pairing that i would have never thought of and yet i liked so much oh yeah absolutely true this film also had some really fun uh lines in it like the guy from mission impossible that was the bad guy one of the bad guys yes I called him the weasel. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Henry Zerny, I think is his name. <clears throat> the guy from Mission Impossible, whatever his name yeah. is. Um, <laughs> and he said, I'm not going to be the, not going to be the only one with, without a chair when the music stops. I love that mm-hmm. line. And, and then the president, just the old Potomac two-step Jack. And then <laughs> Harrison Ford is like, so I'm good. sorry, Mr. President. I don't dance. <laughs> Dang, son. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> so good. That scene, that ending scene between him and the president uh-huh. is is magic. Yes. And the guy who plays the president does a really great job is it of Cromwell, James right? No, he looks like James Cromwell, but that's the sum of all fears guy. Um what's his name? The guy from Babe. I can't think of his name. I know it's I the guy from Babe. If you said it, I would go whatever it is. Yeah, that guy. It's um, but he does such a good job of projecting a guy who really wants to be confident, but knows that he's, that he's messed up and that he's, he's caught. Um, and like that, that playing with, um, just power, power is corruptible with the right motivation. Right. And that's going on with everyone around Jack Ryan, except for Jack Ryan. Right. And that reminds me of Lord of the Rings where everybody's, mm everybody's corruptible with the ring except for Faramir. This um, is the ring of cocaine. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And that like, there are all kinds of, of ideas and ideals that are played with in yeah. this film. Um, and I love the action scenes that are not yeah. all in the film, but when they are in, they're so effective. The, the Colombian, scene where they they pin them in and are shooting the rpgs i mean very sustainable very realistic feeling i it's probably not realistic but it feels real you know you don't it doesn't look like a cheat that that was one of my favorite scenes for sure and And then the colombian cartel guy Mm -hmm. versus jack ryan and kind of the way that they're both jack ryan doesn't even know that he's playing in the beginning but then when he figures out what's happening, the interplay back and forth between the two of them is also really interesting. 
I agree with you. <clears throat> These are my favorite bad guys. I liked this. Maybe it's because we weren't talking about Russians. I don't know. To me, yeah. it, was, it was scarier. And I don't know why, but it was talking about the, yeah. the drug cartel and these people died and, you know, like they were killed because of these, you know, the drug cartel. To me, that, yeah. that immediately felt like clear and present danger. That felt scary to me yeah. in a way that well, the other like, bad guys didn't. Well, and like Hunt for Red October is very, it's set almost entirely on these submarines and these boats. And so it's all men, it's all military people. You don't see much of families or, or, you know, anything like that. It's all very kind of isolated. Whereas in clear and present danger, like when they drop the bomb on that cartel house, you see the kids playing outside. You see the families there and like it hits home. Oh gosh, they're going to kill all of them. This is not a clean mark. This is nasty. Um, yes, absolutely. And, and you get that sense because you know who you're dealing with because we deal right. with, you know, drug cartels in real life. And not that we don't right. deal with Russians in real life. We definitely do. Um, <clears throat> but in this way, for, for me anyway, that's how it felt was they were really yeah. clear in present danger and it was really obvious. Um, and that was a good, it provided a good environment for Jack Ryan, the character to really shine. And then, of course, Harrison Ford, who's formidable, um, <clears throat> subtle and nuanced and brilliant to do what he does and allow everybody else. James Earl Jones, man, he looked busted when he was like really so sick in the hospital. Yeah. You felt so bad for James Earl really Jones. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. poor guy. <clears throat> and what's funny is that never at any moment did I say until afterwards when I was sitting there and thinking about the movies, I was like, oh, that's Darth Vader and Han Solo sitting next to each right. other. <laughs> like that never occurred to me when I was watching it. <laughs> it wasn't until afterwards that I realized that there was that connection. And I was like, oh, and doesn't that speak to the quality of the actors there mm-hmm. that he's not Han Solo. He's Jack Ryan in that moment. For sure. And, I love Harrison you know, Ford. Yeah, so good. Both of the 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 two, both of our fleeks to me. I mean, I I don't think of anything I could change about either of them. I think they're both pretty much perfect. Um, for Jack Ryan films, for, for what they are, for Jack Ryan. <laughs> and they're very different. They're very different. very different. They have very very different feelings, but I like them both. I really do, and that's why I struggled yeah. so hard on it. And I was like, I did not anticipate struggling this hard on Jack Ryan. Yeah. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well um let's let's rank these things okay um so out of 10 nuclear launch codes because you know almost all of these had something to do with a nuke um <laughs> uh what are you gonna give them hmm. well i love the trope i love the the world it did not low shadow recruit I liked some of all fears. Okay. It was all right. Um, so I guess I'll give it, I guess I'll give it a seven. Like I wanted to say six and then it was six and a half. I'm just going to give it a seven. I've been generous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am going to say seven as well. I would not tell anyone to watch um, Shadow Recruit <laughs> unless you want to just watch the parts with, you know, 
the two that, crazy actors. That violent scene in the hotel room. And the violent that is yeah, jarring. That, that is, that is that's it's intense. It's good stuff. Um and <laughs> like uh, it's jarring. Like it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it crackles. It crackles. Um, <laughs> um and then I I don't really care for some of all fears, but the other two are must watches for me. I mean truly if this is your genre, if you like this sort of thing, you can't go wrong with those two movies. So definitely check those out.